No Time to Die, we knew going in that it's Daniel Craig's last movie, right? Uh, has that ever happened before with another James Bond uh, actor that we knew? Or did they cancel their their tenure after the movie came out? It's almost always been after. Uh, I mean, there were even talks of maybe getting Roger Moore to come back. Uh, of course, Timothy Dalton's run was cut short because of uh, because of finances and rights issues and all that kind of stuff. And uh, was it was um, it the main reason they got Timothy Dalton is because they wanted Pierce Brosnan, but he was in whatever TV show Remington, Remington, Remington Steel. Law, Remington Steel. Yeah. Remington Law is a person that I know in, in real life. <laughs> We are live with another episode of The Keeg Live. Today, we are talking about No Time to Die. Specifically, that's the most recent Daniel Craig James Bond film and the last Daniel Craig James Bond film. And uh, uh, today is an impromptu uh, Keeg Live. It is a Tuesday, uh, but we are going to get down to the nitty gritty about James Bond, about Daniel Craig, about uh, uh, the whole franchise in general. And uh, I definitely could not do this episode alone, um, not with my knowledge. So, no, I have brought two <laughs> James Bond aficionados with me. First up uh, in the tux is Professor Steve Biggs. Steve, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a minute, so. It has. Uh, I was trying to think of the last <laughs> episode I had you on. Was it to talk Superman? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I'm glad to have you. Uh, James Bond is kind of a Superman, kind of. But without any one of my early, one of my early influences, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I can I can see he influences a lot of you. Uh, Steve, <laughs> that's, that's right. why you went into, you know, the great profession of teaching, you know, because yep. teaching yes. is, 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 is the, uh, the secret agent of the, uh, normal world. I don't know what I'm talking about, Steve. Don't mind me. I, I saw you sip a, I, uh, uh, I'm imparting uh, intelligence to, uh, to young agents. Yeah. So you're more Q, you're more Q I or be more Q in that Q. way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to have you, Steve. Don't let anyone ever tell you that uh, I'm not glad to have you. <laughs> oh, all right. Because there's some people. So. There's some people who are saying that. Uh, my second guest today is Kyle Dodson. Kyle's been on the show recently for Comic Talk. I think that was the last episode you were on. Uh, yeah. But I'm glad to have you here to talk about uh, uh, No Time to Die. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, uh, thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty on 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 James Bond and and what uh, how this movie was. Um, I want to ask you too. What are you guys' first experiences with James Bond? Um, did you watch it when you were younger? Uh, uh, is it something you got into recently? Um, Kyle, I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Um, yeah. I- Started watching James Bond probably when I was like eight or ten, maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe around that time, because it was probably like ten, because my brother's four years younger, so we definitely watched like 
you know, my parents kind of were just like, oh, yeah, it's an old movie. There can't be anything bad in that. And just like right. unsupervised, just let us watch whatever James Bond movie we wanted. Uh, so we definitely like we watched them on VHS. Uh, that's how long ago it was. So uh, I mean, yeah, you're you don't have to tell me twice. I remember VHS. Uh, that's a big chunk <laughs> of 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 my childhood. Um, but who who got you into James Bond? Um, I think it was like. Uh, it was either my uncle or my dad. It was like one of those. And it was like, uh, you know, some holiday weekend. I think Goldfinger was probably on like AMC or something. And we like mm-hmm. it was just on. And I, we kind of always knew who James Bond was, but like never sat down and like watched a movie. So I'm pretty sure we watched Goldfinger first. And then I think we went back and like did it pretty much in order or as much in order as we could find a copy of to buy or or where it was like on tv right right um uh okay uh i'll get into influences in a little bit i want to hear steve's story steve where Uh what's your experience with james bond so i the first james bond movie i saw uh i saw it in the theater yeah first release uh was you only Uh live twice uh-huh. That's what well, this your is. background is. Uh, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> yes. For anyone out there watching us live, uh, you're watching the live stream on multiple platforms, uh, uh, Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and then volume.com slash The Keeg Show. Volume's a new streaming platform. That's where we're streaming to. But if you're listening to this, you cannot see Steve's background. Um, so we'll try to <laughs> we'll try to explain what's going on with Steve, like he's wearing a tuxedo right now. Um, yep. And uh, 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 he has and only I'm, lived twice I'm sitting in, in the background. I'm sitting in Blofeld's uh, volcano volcano lair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so uh, either way, the whatever way you digest us, uh, we're trying to give you the full experience here. So sorry, Steve, go yeah. on. Yeah. So, um, so my dad. Uh, I think <laughs> I think he was he had something to do, and uh, so he dropped me off at a movie theater. And you only live twice was playing on a double feature with Wild Wild Planet, which as a nine year old, Wild Wild Planet was what is this? <laughs> and then you only live twice started, uh, and, and plus we came in in the middle of of Wild Wild Planet, which by the way, look it up. It's crazy italian sci-fi and it's nuts but anyway but then uh, you only live twice come on and i was hooked and i i was and i think the year after they re-released goldfinger and thunderball as a double feature in theaters um and then i missed out and so i was eating it up like right anytime they re-released the movies in theaters i was like Dang, i gotta go um but i missed Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which would have been the next, you know, first run theater or first run movie. And I think that's because we lived in Corona <laughs> and that movie uh, and that movie, uh, you know, notoriously did not get a did not get a lot of play oh. uh, in its first theatrical theatrical release. Uh, um, what year was that? Majesty's Secret Service. Uh, I want to say 1969. Yeah, I have the list uh, up shoot. here because I, oh, okay. I get confused as to the release order, some of them. But yeah, that's 69. Okay. 
Yeah. And so then my next uh, James Bond film is Diamonds Are Forever. And with Diamonds Are Forever, that kicked me off starting to read the, the books. And I was in junior high at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, that was my first experience was with, well, this is nothing like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's true. Um, Dr. No, From Russia With Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and then the Daniel Craig Casino Royale are really the only ones that have anything to do with the original novels. Every every other one has been substantially uh, changed. Some some to the point of only using the title. Right, uh, "Spy You Love Me" being a prime example there. Um, but yeah, that just got me hooked. And this is say, so I was going to the library and finding every James Bond book I could find. And as somebody who was just entering puberty, that was that was a little bit of a wild ride uh, <laughs> to the point where my math te- my math teacher saw you know one of the omnibuses and I think it had like you know uh, for much with love uh, I think it had the first four in it so uh-huh. Casino Royale Live and Let Die for much with love and Diamonds Are Forever in it and he was like oh this is not an appropriate book for you to be reading <laughs> and I was like yeah tell it to my mom. <laughs> you're not my mom you're not my dad <laughs> so so yeah and then that just got me hooked and i i have read every james bond book uh that's been published uh with the exception of the young james bond series which looking into that it's been on my amazon uh wish list for a while i think uh-huh. i might actually crack that, that pretty soon what so, yeah. is what's young james bond Young James Bond is a series that the Ian Fleming estate um, commissioned from author um, Charlie Higson. And it's basically James Bond at school. James Bond uh, when he was at Eton. And is it super cheesy? I, tell, period, I don't know. I've never read them. Huh. Okay. Uh, there are, there are um, quite a few books in the series. Um, and apparently they're period pieces, I think. Um, so they're all set in the forties and fifties. I this, think. Are they at all like James Bond Jr. from the 1990s? I was no. about to say. No. Okay. <laughs> What's James so, Bond Jr.? That's a cartoon, right? It was a, it was a cartoon yeah. that's like pretty racist looking from the nineties and odd job looks <laughs> like he's part of the beastie boys. Like he was kicked out of the beastie boys. It's like okay. a big gold chain that says OJ on it, which didn't age well and, and like a cool yeah. fade oh because odd job okay yeah. yeah yeah he has a sweater on okay <laughs> uh i he's the so, uh, he's the bill cosby of evil henchman so uh james bond <laughs> jr looks i think is probably the exact same cell animation as wheeler from uh captain planet i'm pretty sure they're exactly the same Who's which? Which one's Wheeler? He's the, from he's the fire one. He's oh, the, he's got okay. the red hair and the jacket. Like it's, he looks almost exactly the same. I'm gonna look up James Bond Jr. I wish I wish I could. Oh yeah, he does. Except with brown hair instead of. Yeah. Yep. Are is he friends with Oddjob or anything, or is Oddjob a bad guy? <laughs> like. 
He's just the like only a bad thing guy. I know about that is that it exists. <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, it's real bizarre. I just remember like seeing it like a handful of times as a kid. Huh? On reruns or whatever. Yeah. Um. That's that's uh okay. So there. <laughs> James Bond as a franchise has been interesting. Um, uh, And I'm sure you guys have like a lot of, uh, you guys can answer a a lot of the questions that I have about it. But basically, uh, to preface, I have seen a handful of James Bond movies. Um, Growing up, I knew that like, like my, my best friend liked James Bond and he would, he was tell me, he was like, yeah, in every movie, James Bond has sex with these ladies. And, and I'm like, oh, so it's probably like this really adult thing. No wonder I'm not allowed to watch it or whatever. <laughs> and then like later as a kid, my dad was like, oh yeah, I've seen like, I don't know whether he's seen all of them, but he saw like a bunch of them. And I think that that comes from being from a Commonwealth country where like James Bond is like, you know, probably popular. Um and then I think he ended up going, like, he went to England once and he saw one of the movies in England and, like, whatever. So he's seen a good amount of the old ones. And I'm like, why didn't you watch it with me as a kid? And I still have yet to find out why he didn't watch that with me. But I feel like I could have gotten on this James Bond train uh, a lot sooner and shared that with my dad if that was the case. Uh, but no, I mean, the first James Bond movie I saw was a Pierce Brosnan one. And that's when I watched with my friend. And the first James Bond movie that I saw in theaters was uh, one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. Uh, uh, it might be the one with, with uh, Halle Berry. His final I, one. Die Another Day. Die that, Another Day. Yeah, another that's, day. The, that's for sure the first one I saw in the theater. Yeah. Because um, I think like... Because, yeah, I would have been, like, 10 when World is Not Enough came out. So definitely, yeah. Diana, like, we, it was in between that time period that we watched all of them. And right. then, like, begged my mom to take us, and she was like, this movie's terrible. Yeah. What came before <laughs> Diana Day? Uh, the World uh, is Not Enough. It's Not Enough, yeah. Uh, who's in Which that has one? Pierce Brosnan. Right. Yeah, uh, it has Pierce Brosnan and Denise Richards, I Oh, believe. okay. I watched that on TV. Her name is like and Dr. Christmas something, so they can make a Christmas oh yeah. is coming joke. That's yeah. literally the only reason. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christmas Jones, Jones that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, because I went back and I watched some, you know, the, the other, like the Pierce Brosnan ones. Um, but uh, I mean, still to this day, I haven't gone back too deep into the, into the, well, because I, I, okay, honestly, you know what turned me off? You know what turned me off of the old movies? I had watched the Pierce Brosnan ones on TV. I think TBS was having a mar- marathon. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to venture a little bit into the past. And I turned it on, and it was it was the part where, is it Timothy Dalton being a clown? Who's the clown in that one? <laughs> That's Rog- Roger Moore. That's Roger okay. Moore. Roger Moore yeah, is a clown. Kill. And I'm like, I, nope. Never that's mind. the worst one. Like that's <laughs> I know, but like objectively. that was the first one I saw. Like that's the first scene I saw when I was flipping through the channels. I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch the old ones. Now you got to watch them in release order. You got to watch Doctor No, From Russia Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, if you only did twice. Huh? Her Majesty's Secret Service, Diamonds I, Are Forever, Live and Let Die. 
Although I would, not die. My only argument. Well. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and That's the books fair. certainly don't. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, some surprising things in the book. Uh, my only. I think the thing is, if I was if no one ever saw a James Bond movie and just like knew about it, yeah. I feel like, and maybe I'm a little biased because this is the one I started with, but I feel like Goldfinger has like all of the tropes yeah. in it, okay. and it's like the part like because it has like that laser scene which everyone has seen parodied in other movies, or um, yeah. you know, and it has all the lines and stuff, and so I like I feel like that's a good like oh this has the car and everything, yeah. and then you can kind of go back yeah. and watch. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Dr. Nobody's not I really actually agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because Goldfinger is really when the movie series found its footing. Mm-hmm. And and you could actually make the case that every movie since then has basically been a remake of Goldfinger. Mm. <laughs> certainly um, the, certainly the, the later Conneries and the, and the um, uh, Roger Moore, early Roger Moores are, it's the same basic formula. Yeah. Um, I want to say what's up to Marcus Pineapple out there uh, on volume. And then uh, also on YouTube, there, uh, there's Kaizy Cinema, who is asking us a couple of questions that we will get to. We will get to. Kaizy is asking us, what are your thoughts on the ending? And we're going to work our way to, to, the, to the ending, uh, of course. So we are, we are spoilering? Uh, we will be spoiling. So... Um, yeah, I don't know how we can talk about it without spoiling yeah. anything. Like yeah. <laughs> we have to yeah. we have to uh we're gonna have to spoil, you know. Um and then Kaizi says they're still questioning uh sorry, now I can hear myself talk. Uh Kaizi <laughs> is asking, I'm still questioning whether or not I should review this film. I guess the easiest way is to watch this episode and then figure out whether you want to do your own review episode for your YouTube channel. Um, you know, uh, we will, we'll definitely get to the ending, uh, after we talk through this stuff. Um, James Bond, uh, uh, yeah. So, oh, so, um, what was I saying? So yeah, I've only seen Pierce Brosnan ones and Daniel Craig ones. And I think the clown turned me off. And then I just also remember one other scene from a, again, a time I'm flipping through it and that's, there's. James Bond smooching a girl and then he throws her on the hay. I think that's a uh, uh-huh, that's Goldfinger. Yeah, that's that Goldfinger? Goldfinger. Yeah, that's Goldfinger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But but I just saw that and I'm like, okay, whatever. He threw her on the hay and there's like a sound effect. I remember that. I've only <laughs> seen it once. There's a sound effect when he throws her on the hay. It's like a and like and then like she falls on. There the is a there's a music cue. It's not really a sound effect. Oh, okay. Whatever. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the ten year old me was like, "Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I, okay. That's, that's not the a sound, sound hay that's, makes." Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I know all the tropes have been have been parodied, and I think that like, I mean, we can get to it later, but like, I, maybe Austin Powers kind of like like stopped all the tropes because then it's just a rip off of Austin Powers. I feel like yeah. In three movies, it did all it needed to do to parody James Bond, and like that's all we ever needed to get with James that, Bond. That's like they famously said before Casino Royale, like, "Oh, we have to start completely new because Austin Powers killed the James Bond movies." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's the question: well, How long? That, how long was it between is, the two? Oh, sorry. 
Oh, I was just going to say, uh, that in the invisible car uh, and die another day, I think, killed the <laughs> Yeah. I will, I don't like die another day. I will defend the first 45 minutes where he's like captured, which is cool. Oh, yeah. the North Korean he, uh, plot? Yeah, because you don't like ever see Bond like captured like that for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, so that's like cool, but yeah, beyond yeah. that, it just gets silly. Yeah. yeah. It goes from <laughs> this really dark and gritty James Bond being tortured, mm-hmm. you know, like pretty brutally tortured. Yeah. To invisible car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, dr- and driving skiing, on ice. And skiing on a tsunami. Yeah. <laughs> or excuse me, paragliding on a tsunami. Yeah. That's the one, like, yeah. Uh what? <laughs> and then Casino Royale is like, okay, we're going to have him captured again, but this time, let's hit him in the nuts. Which is yeah. let's, go, let's go nuts with it, you know? I will, yeah. I will say, like, Casino Royale, like, and it, yeah, it is in the book, because I read the books long after mm. watching all of these, but, like, the... Like, Casino Royale really, like, pairs it down, and they still keep all the tropes. There's, like, a torture scene. There's, you know, he orders a martini, but it, like... Basically, it's just bare bones of, like, this is how, like, let's do this in the lowest way possible to make it grittier. Um, and it works. Yeah. 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 And that, and that's kind of been a hallmark of the Daniel Craig era is uh, let's, as over the top as we're going to get, let's try to keep it real. There will, there will be no invisible cars in this, in this franchise. Right. Um. And I mean, we'll we'll definitely talk about the legacy of of the Daniel Craig Five, right? Um, and and kind of see if when it jumps the rails, if it j- jumped the rails, whether you know it kind of brought it back in the end. We're not sure. Uh, Kaizi is also asking, and we will do this. Uh, this one's interesting for us to rank the opening credit songs of the Daniel Craig movies. Whether oh, that does that okay. like does that fall in the same order of how good the movie is? Is there a direct nope. re- relate? Okay, <laughs> just, so we'll definitely go over that. Uh, let's talk. No time to die, though. Let's get down to the nitty gritty about this movie, then we'll expand it a little bit into James or Daniel Craig Five, and then we will expand it to the James Bond franchise in general. So, um, uh, No Time to Die. We knew going in that it's Daniel Craig's last movie. Right? Uh, has that ever happened before with another James Bond uh, actor that we knew, or did they cancel their their tenure after the movie came out? It's almost always been after. Uh, I mean, there were even talks of maybe getting Roger Moore to come back. Uh, of course, Timothy Dalton's run was cut short because of uh, because of finances and rights issues and all that kind of stuff. And was it wasn't um, the main reason they got Timothy Dalton is because they wanted Pierce Brosnan, but he was in whatever TV show. Remington, Remington, Remington Steel. Law, Remington Steel. Yeah. Remington Law is a person that I know in, in real life. Uh, Remington Steel. Uh, Shout yeah, out to like, Remington Law. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had like they, a weird and, clause. Uh, they, did, they couldn't show, he couldn't yeah. be in anything else in a tuxedo. Oh. To basically prevent him it from being James no. Bond or something. It, it, oh, was, it was even it was even more mundane than that. Oh, okay. NBC wouldn't let him out of his contract. Gotcha. NBC okay. wouldn't let him out of his contract. Yeah. yeah. 
How long did Remington Steel last? It's like four or five years, I want to say. I mean, that's a long time, though, right? Like, yeah. Uh, a good two movies would have come and gone at that point. Um, well, and it was, well, here's what's, here's the sad part. So Remington Steel was pretty much done when, when Pierce Brosnan got approached. Okay. Him getting approached made NBC go, oh, maybe there's just, maybe there's still life in this thing because now Pierce Brosnan's got all this buzz about him being the next James Bond. Uh So we'll keep making more and therefore we won't let him out of his contract. Oh, oh, so they extended the series? They extended the series because Brosnan was getting all the James Bond buzz, and then they wouldn't let him out of his contract. <laughs> Once he was done with Remington Steel, he was able to do James Bond? Yeah, but by that okay. time, Timothy Dalton was already in. Okay. And and then uh, United Artists, no, it was, it was MGM UA was having a lot of financial issues, mm. and they just couldn't finance another James Bond movie. Okay. Um, and so the Broccoli's were running around looking for other investors, and it just took forever, and, and Dalton's run was kind of done. Okay. So so that was another time when there was, like, this huge gap between the last Timothy Dalton movie and the first Pierce Brosnan uh, movie, where there's no James Bond. What's the biggest gap? That I think one. it's that yeah, I think it's that that one, and then because of the pandemic, it's tied with this one, which are both six years. Yeah, but obviously this one. Wait, what? Done. Wait, six years for what? Has it? So Spectre came out in 2015, and then No Time to Die came out in 2021. Did Spectre and... really come out that long ago? Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, so okay, yeah, which, that. Which... Which oddly makes Daniel Craig the longest running James mm-hmm. Bond. Right. Because of that gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh wait, so what was the gap between between Timothy Dalton and who's next? Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, it was Brosnan. it was six yeah. years. It was eighty nine to ninety five. Okay. How many years between Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig? Four. Only four? Yeah. 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 Where was I? Because I, I could have sworn like uh uh Dino is it Dino the Day? Was that the final Yeah, yeah. Dino the Day and Casino Royale, yeah. Early four years apart? Yep. I feel like I was a full grown adult and but I was a kid when I saw the first like No Time to Die or uh uh Die Another Day, and then I was a full grown adult when Casino Royale came out. Yeah. I mean I probably was. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's two thousand six. Yeah. And then 2002. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was, I was a kid and I was literally 18 years old. Also, uh, the, the dumbest thing ever is that they Casino Royale released in November of 2006. Why wouldn't you hold it for a few months and release it in 2007? Yes. The only time yeah. you're ever going to be able to do that. What is wrong yep. with you? Yeah. Well, and now because, because of the pandemic, there won't be a 60th anniversary movie either. Yeah. Which is next year. Which, oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Which would have been next year. Yeah. They, they, fudged, they fudged it up. They'll just um, re-release well, it, like four of them. The, you know, viruses they'll, fudged it up. Yeah. They'll re-release four of them at Alamo and have yeah. a celebration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we are, <laughs> after we talk about all this, we are going to talk about like what's to come and what we hope to come and, and whatnot. Um, Marcus Pineapple, for instance, this is just to whet our appetite of what's to come in this episode. Marcus Pineapple says, what's up with El- Elba? So it was Elba. I heard he's going to be the next 007. That's not nope. true. Uh, that's just fan, fan, what fa- certain fans I, want. It's like a fan casting thing. For one thing, he's, for one thing, he's aged out of it. Yeah. yeah, I think he well, said that recently in an interview, like I around mean, the time yeah. they were doing Suicide Squad. Yeah. He yeah. said, like, I'm like just as old as Daniel Craig. Like, I, yeah. I'm right. I would put him I would make him M. He'd be cool as M. Oh, no, don't. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't put it. Uh. M has Idris, stuff to do now. Idris Elba. Yes. Idris Elba doesn't need 007 anymore. But also, uh. The guy is like fine wine. Like yeah. there's like you may say he's the same age as Daniel Craig, but Daniel Craig looks like he's ten years older. Well, I'm saying he said that. Like <laughs> I know. Right. Elba was like, ah, I can't. Yeah, I can't I, be doing this. I I'm just saying, like you could have Idris Elba playing this for thirty years, and he's still gonna look like he is now. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how it works. Uh. Daniel Craig is looking older and older. And Idris Elba is just going to stay that same age forever. So, you know, <laughs> the, the old, yeah. Uh, uh, see, that's, see, that's, uh, that's in, in my head, I'm still 35. So, you know, yeah, this, is I, how fan, this is how fantasy works. <laughs> <laughs> um, We will, we will like, we could talk about the future of James Bond, but let's talk about the, uh, the present of James Bond with no time to die. Um, did you guys have high hopes for this one? Uh, I did have hopes. I don't know if they were high hopes, just because Spectre was a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. And, and you know, the only other thing that got released fairly early was, was Billie Eilish's theme song. And yeah. Billie Eilish is fine. It's just not the best. Bond theme song okay. ever. So so that was a little disappointing. Um, I don't know. I, I was hoping that because it was Daniel Craig's last one that it would be, you know, pretty gangbusters. But I was so I was cautiously optimistic, I guess. Okay. The the, the thing that kept me holding out hope was and I'll say I've said this before, I'll say this on record here. No good movie will ever go to streaming. A great movie that they're planning to release theatrically, they will not dump also on streaming. Um, Wait, so, even, like, in the, even in the pandemic, you think that's the case? When the pandemic, yeah, it was the only there, option? There, Yeah, there was, you know, they doubled up Black Widow on streaming. They doubled up, but they didn't put Shang-Chi on streaming. Right. They put Wonder Woman 84 on streaming. Like, to me, it's pretty much been, oh, this movie's... They're just like, yeah, dump it, dump it, or uh, co-release it. You think it has Whereas, to do with quality and not anything else? I, well, I think it's quality no. and, and because of this movie, like, this is the only Bond movie. It's not a Marvel movie. Like, Marvel's right. going to have four other movies this year. Right. This is the only Bond movie that's coming out for potentially four to five years. So right. they're like, well, keep it here because people are going to spend money to see it. But, like, I was see, holding I think, out I think that's that. more. Or that's more the reason than a perceived than perceived quality because I actually like Black 
Widow. I, I like Black Widow. And I'm Black Widow was good, and, I, and then I didn't like the third act. But I mean, okay. that's most Marvel movies. Yeah. But but like <laughs> Raya in the Last that's Dragon. That's superhero movies. Like Raya in the Last Dragon was good, and that got released. I did. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. So I shouldn't you know. blanket statement. But you like, are definitely the, blanket stating. Because uh, the thing, I, the I thing was, if they put it out for like thirty bucks for me to watch at home, I would have immediately. Uh-huh. But I think they were just holding out to be like, oh, people pay. It well, the also MGM doesn't really have its own uh, streaming service. Yeah, like Disney yeah. has its own streaming service. Yeah, Warner's with HBO Max True. has its own streaming service. Which is yeah. probably so why they just was... recently signed with Amazon, but before this, oh, before this movie, but it doesn't well, take into account this movie. They're also notoriously bad at business. <laughs> MGM. MGM. <laughs> yeah. If you look at their, if you look yeah. at their, like, oh, and, Bond movie profit. Well, let's release twelve bad movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and and again, there was that six-year gap between Dalton and Brosnan because <laughs> MGM didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems to be like the thing. Yeah, there's the, they're just always like, hey, we might go bankrupt. It's like you have James <laughs> yeah. Bond. What are you doing? Right. Um, yeah. Uh, could they, uh, no. Okay. I have questions that I want. I I want to lead into or later, but no, no time to die. All right. Let's let's tackle let's tackle this movie. And I'm not sure where to start. So if anyone has any ideas on how to start tackling this movie, because uh, we can't hit the end. Yeah, I think I think just opening it up. The, the thing that's really kept all these Daniel Craigs together is they all connect. Right. Whereas, like, most of the other Bond movies do not. I mean, yes, they might have Blofeld in a few of them, Inspector, but, like, they're pretty self-contained, which I think has, like, kind of made why the series has, like, sustained all these years is pretty much you could go in and be like, hey, yeah, you can watch anyone. And I, like, learned that the hard way when a few of my friends didn't see Casino Royale, and I was oh. like, yeah, you can just jump into Quantum. It's like they're pretty contained. And then it was like, it's oh, right. this is like <laughs> the next day of Quantum yeah. or the next day of Casino. So like, yeah. I uh, so like with that, I think that's like kind of been the the forefront of the of this type of uh, this these five movies. And uh, this one like pretty much starts with calling back all the way to Casino Royale. Um, yeah, with right. like Vesper yeah. and and the and um. Madeline Swan from from Spectre last right. last movie too. Yeah, uh, yeah. This uh, Daniel Craig has the distinction of being the only James Bond that's had a very distinct beginning, middle, and an end. Uh, like I say, all the others have just been standalone. We don't really know where they fall in any kind of like organized chronology or anything like that. Um, and so yeah, so so. It's interesting that way. Um, I'll just open up with my little sort of capsule review. In general, I liked it. I even liked the ending. So, I mean, I there's a lot of naysayers out there, including a guy whose reviews about James Bond I generally tend to enjoy. And he just absolutely liked the movie until the end. Okay. And his rationale for not liking it, I was like, I can see where you're coming from. It didn't bother me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so 
So certainly the people that didn't like it, if they can articulate it in the same way that this guy did, I would say, yeah, I can see why that would bug some people. It didn't bother me. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I, so, I really enjoyed it because I think, like you said, Steve, is that it does have a beginning, middle, and end. So like this felt like a natural earned conclusion versus something yeah. that just would be out of left field at like, you know, at the end of a Roger Moore era or Gears of Ross <laughs> right. or whatever. Um, and I think the thing that helped was going into it knowing this is like Daniel Craig, like this is his last movie. They've marketed it as such as there's not going to be any more Daniel Craig, which I think eased the blow. It wasn't as, as a surprise as, right. you know. Yeah. Um, with, with this movie, it does a couple of like, quote unquote, like novel things, I guess. And co- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if any of these things have d- been done before. But the fact like he's had a love, a love interest in the same love interest in two movies, right? That's new, right? Is that, is that, that not is new. new? Is that new? Okay. Um, yeah. It's the, char- yeah, the character from the last one, from Spectre. By the way, not a fan of Spectre. Like, same. so... It's you know. it's two movie. It's like they were like, "Hey, we want to film two movies," and Daniel Craig said no, and so they were like, well, "Let's put two scripts together." Right. That like that's what it feels like, and because uh, there's definitely a, a middle stitching area of two mm. ideas. <laughs> um, I remember nothing. I remember nothing about. Spectre. I rewatched like, it. I rewatched all of the Craig ones before I saw this one. Like over like two weeks and Spectre I definitely like paused a few times and like looked up on Wikipedia to be like what are they like I don't understand what they're trying to do and yeah. that's like never good yeah <laughs> right um how do you guys I, feel I will about probably, oh what sorry I was gonna say uh, talking of rewatch I probably will see this I'm gonna try to see the movie again while it's still in IMAX and I do want to do a rewatch of all the, the previous four this time before I go see it the, yeah, there were like a few little go. things that I definitely picked up on that I probably wouldn't have and I just rewatched everything. Um which yeah. were like nice little nods, which was good. Yeah. Um do you think it changes anything to have James Bond have a constant love interest? No. I well again, what's nice about this Daniel Craig thing is that it these five movies are basically one story. Right. Um and so to give him that kind of continuity, that kind of thing actually does happen a couple of times in the books. Uh, Tiffany Case from, from Diamonds Are Forever actually bleeds over into the next book, which I think is Dr. No. Wait, I've got them all right here. Um, yeah. No, for Marshall with Love okay. uh, is the next uh, book in the series after. Um, and and so she bleeds over into For Marshall with Love and they break up. Uh, she doesn't die? That book. No. Okay. They, they break up. And uh, now, now Vesper Lynn dies much like she did in the movie version of Casino Royale. Okay. Um, <clears throat> after, again, Betrayal. Right. Um, but yeah, so in the books, they actually they actually do have some characters carry over into the next into the next week, and some love interests uh, okay. carry over into the next uh, book. That's but yeah, as so far as the movies go, it's kind of the first time. Okay. 
Unless, unless you count money penny. <laughs> yeah. What? Which I, I will say with these movies, I like that we see in Skyfall money penny in the field, but I like yeah. part of me wishes we saw that more. Like I like right. I understand, but like they they give her more to do in this movie, which I like. But yeah, like just make her a full fledged agent with James Bond, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh Money Penny though, is there a reason why she goes from field to, to office like desk job in, in the, Skyfall? In Skyfall it's because she shoots even though it's on the orders of M, she shoots James Bond. They think he's dead, and and it doesn't stop the guy from getting the what I call it the knock list, because it's the same thing from like two of the Mission Impossible movies that like has all the <laughs> lists of all the agents. Oh yeah. That like leaks. So I think yeah. that's part of why she gets sat. But when they sat her, I kind of thought like, oh, we're going to see her again in one of these other movies. But yeah. Yeah. We didn't. But um, but originally she's always just been M's secretary. Right. M's assistant. Right. So, and then in yeah. Die Another Day, they make out in a dream sequence, right? Of her, her dream <laughs> sequence. I think, I think you're right. Her- her dream sequence. Yes, yeah. I remember. I remember that specifically. I, I have. I have not seen Die Another Day other than the first like half of it yeah. since like 2002. Yeah, so I'll take your word for that. <laughs> I I also remember Rosamund Pike is in that. Uh, yes. Uh, which is the first time I ever saw her, and then she disappears for like 10, 15 years, pops back up just like Gone Girl. It's meta. It's very meta. <laughs> um, I I will say as horribly dated and racist as the books are they are very well done and they have a um audiobook um like series i guess of them and uh rosamund pike reads uh spy who loved me and they have like a different british person reading each one because that one's told from the the woman's point of view view. um which is interesting wait what wait a book is wait which book the spy who loved me so, oh, the spy who loved me—the spy is James Bond. Yeah. In yes. That, in that title, in the, book. In the, re, in the refer, the reference. Okay. This is all yeah. new to me. Okay. And again, yeah, Fleming hated that book, and he told the producers, he said, "You can use you can use the title and some character names if you want to, but please, please rewrite the story." It's a lot. So, it's kind of so feminist, has, which is probably why he hated it. <laughs> who wrote it? <laughs> Fleming. Fleming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually, I think his issue was he did, he didn't think he captured the female voice okay. uh, well enough. So, so it's like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not good enough to capture the female voice. So I'm gonna write it from the male perspective and just kill off all the females from now on. I know in the books it's different. <laughs> I know in the books it's different, but you know. But the uh, yeah, yeah. That that uh, that audiobook series is cool. I don't know the company that did it but it's like david Tennant reads one and tom hiddleston reads oh, one nice. and um yeah so it's pretty cool oh um there's oh, there, uh, who, who reads who reads uh who lives who reads live and let die please uh, let it be Eldris Elba. <laughs> i don't why what happens in that it's just it's pretty it's incredibly it's really racist. racist oh okay <laughs> Okay. It's, and I don't know that I don't know that Ian Fleming himself would characterize himself as racist. 
it's just this generation and him trying to write black Caribbean black dialect is cringe worthy. It's just yeah. Ah, as a kid, I didn't. As a kid, I didn't know. But then, yeah, I did a reread as an adult, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> am I am I imagining something? Was is there a scene where James Bond dresses as a Jamaican man in a movie? Am I imagining this? No, I think you're correct. I think that's Live and Let Die, the movie. I think. It's oh, definitely Roger Moore because I know I I've had that image. Does he wear head. dreads and then take the dreads off? Am I thinking? Am I imagining this? I've seen this before too, so maybe it's a parody of something. I, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I but don't I, think it's Love and Let Die, but it may be another one that's set in the Caribbean. Is uh, that which? Which yeah. the one where Roger Moore runs across alligators? That's Love and Let Die. Okay. Um, I'm going to read out the comment. uh, Kiner or Kinnear is the one who reads the Live and Let Die book. Uh, I'm going to read out what (laughs) that retro plant. Thank you so much for the follow on volume. That retro plant says, shake and not stirred, man. (laughs) It's like, okay. Um, Oh, boy. uh, So, okay. So back to No Time to Die. Uh, let's get through this and then we can talk about it like all the other stuff. But yeah, like basically, yeah, yeah. No Time to Die does a couple of uh, interesting things as far as my my uh, 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 knowledge, James Bond. Has there ever been another 007 that we've seen? No. No. So this is the first time. And uh, uh, is it, uh, I'm trying to look up the actress's name. I know she was in Captain Marvel. Uh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Lashana Lynch? Is it? Yeah, Lashana Lynch. Yeah. There we go. Um, we get we get Lashana Lynch being 007. Uh, and I like uh what'd you guys think about her performance? Oh, she's great. Yeah. Uh I I liked it. I didn't, and uh, it's funny in the in the scenes with her and you know, Craig, you can definitely tell that's where uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge did a I was, did a pass. I was going to say that too. Oh my god! That that, <laughs> that the um, some Wait. of the Ana de Armas dialogue, mm. and I think a little bit of the yeah. Q parts, because that's where yeah. like that that same kind of humor. Sorry, clarify. Yeah. Phoebe Waller Bridge did a did a, a, a oh, script edit. Oh, okay. But she has a. Yeah, she has she's, a she's one of the credited credit. screenwriters, so it was okay. it was a substantial uh, contribution. So. Okay, and then she was gonna go on and do Mr. and Mrs. Smith with uh, Donald Glover, and she backed out of that recently. Yeah, I think because yeah. she is. I think because of the. Uh, I think it was partially because she's in the new um, Indiana Jones. Is she movie? And wow. because of um, Harrison Ford's injury. They switched the shooting schedule, oh, and that yeah. was right around the time that she had to drop out of that. So I think it's yeah along oh. the lines of that scheduling. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Lashana Lynch does a good job, and like it looks like she can really like take care of herself, right? She's a way better secret agent than Bond for sure. Like she yeah. at least does a different <laughs> accent at one point. Yeah, her regular accent and is like in disguise. Where right. James Bond's like, I'm gonna other than dressing as a clown and in 
dreads potentially who just like yeah. puts on like a Hawaiian shirt and, like I'm a different dude. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, she gives a different name and stuff. So yeah, she's she's cool. Yeah. Uh uh and in the final act, like like she kills a good amount of people and it's cool mm-hmm. and it's believable, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. something, something that I, that I, I, I didn't notice anything in this one, but something that I notice about like any actor or actress doing, uh, uh, this specific action when they run, it wasn't in this movie, but like when I look at like in action movies, I'm like, do they have actual running form or has it looked like they've never run ever? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and like. So I'm take like that's how I judge running and like whether someone's doing an action movie. Like Tom Cruise surprisingly runs really well because like he he has that. Um, that's his but, thing. But some people <laughs> run like a I don't know how they like Rick, I don't know how they're but they're not doing a full like pump. Uh, but with I guess compared to comparatively like you could see that in action movies when like people are really like trying to hold their own. And I think Lashana Lynch did a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Like the running equivalent yeah. to weapons handling, I guess. Or like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, famously, Roger Moore hated the way he looked when he ran. So he oh, rarely yeah. did it. And he always tried to put the, he always tried to get the producers to put the running scenes in a long shot. So his stunt double could do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't have a very good stunt double. He doesn't look like Roger Moore at all. It's just like whatever dude is free. <laughs> is that because yeah. they they were running out of budget? Like, I think like, they were just oh, no, lazy not, around no. that period of time. Are the errors in James Bond late like lazy because of budget reasons? Like in the older well, it depends stuff? what you mean by it depends what you mean by errors and what you mean by lazy. Okay, some of it could be budget, some of it just could be technology at the time, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I so, don't even as a I mean, kid. I wasn't you gotta, on you board. Remember, <laughs> No, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, once you get past Dr. Dr. No is really the only one that was made for like a budget. Right. I mean, they did, they shot that whole movie for under a million dollars in 1961. Okay. And it was released in 62. Uh, After that, after that was a huge hit, they spared no expense. I mean, obviously every movie has a budget, but they, they spent the money. Okay. Um, So it's just, it's just special effect technology. I mean, these movies span 60 years. So, right. You know, if you go back and look at other 1960s or 70s movies and stuff, you can see where the limitations of you know, right. miniatures and, you know, right. That kind of uh, thing. Kyle, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like, as a kid, even though they were older, I, re- I liked the Sean Connery ones better. And then the Roger Moore ones were just kind of like they're hit or miss too extreme for me yeah. and even as a kid like there were like things that were boring and i was like that guy doesn't look like he's james bond that guy doesn't look like he can <laughs> kind of looks like he can barely shoot a gun but, yeah. like he's certainly not running across alligators or whatever else he's doing yeah. fighting on a blimp um shout out to gibby <laughs> out there on uh, on twitch we got multiple users watching us on multiple platforms gibby out there is on twitch uh, there are going to be spoilers, Gibby. So Gibby is asking whether there's going to be spoilers. Uh, Gibby is planning to see it in IMAX. So, uh, yeah, definitely go see it in IMAX and then come afterwards and watch this episode uh, uh, yeah. and uh, let us know what you think. Um, um, 
okay, so what we're okay, so we're talking about budgets and blah 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 blah. Uh, we're talking about running and whatever. Uh, Anna to Armis was surprisingly in very little of this movie, and they bill her yeah. like they they like show her in the trailer and like because I mean she's an up and comer, right? And they're like trying mm-hmm. to really capitalize on that. Uh, she doesn't do much. Well, no, but that's that's kind of par for the course for the second Bond girl in a, in a movie. Right. Right? Lashana Lynch and Leah Sadu are really the two big main Bond girls in this movie. Yeah. Um, and and the Armos actually fits the bill of being that, that third, you know, either the second or third woman in a Bond movie that's in it for like three scenes and then... You know, or or one scene, and then boom, you never see her again for the rest of the movie. Um, Who has that, that been in other Daniel Craig and, movies? Has there oh, been? I, I don't know. Uh, there's been a couple. Uh, they've usually gotten killed, but yeah, they usually <laughs> get killed. That's what. Yeah, because uh, Gemma Arteron in in um, in Casino Royale, Strawberry Fields, or whatever her name is. What's her name? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I don't yeah. remember. Yes, she is in. No, I think she's in Spectre. Yeah, she's in. She Spectre is no. Gemma Arteron's in Casino Royale, and then there's also that other lady who, oh, yes, you're right. as a husband, she's in Casino Royale too, and she yes. died. She right. dies and gets that, wrapped in the yeah. Hand, they right? both they both die. Yeah, that's right. And then I I was thinking of Monica Bellucci in Spectre is like that oh. too. They made such a big deal about she was the oldest Bond girl, right? Yeah, she's like not We're gonna kill her. And, but like, yeah. and she's a she's. I mean, they they should make a they should make no. I was gonna make a joke, and then I remind no. Never mind. I was gonna make a joke about a James Bond title that was supposed to be positive, but then it could also be taken negative. And that is, and I'm just going to say the joke, it was supposed to be positive for Monica Bellucci, and it was just going to be 007, age is just a number, but then I realized that that could get taken in the negative in the other direction, and I'm like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, 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 yeah. nope. I thought 007? it sounded... Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So I was trying to be empowering to Monica Bellucci, and uh, uh, it's... it's, it's and you end up, end up being a... Pedo. Yes. So, <laughs> moving on from that. Uh, so yeah, Anna Anna De Armas, like she definitely kills it and steals the show in yeah. that scene. Right. But and like I wanted to see more of her, but I feel like it's like one of those like if I did see more of her, I would kind of get annoyed with that character yeah. throughout. Yeah. So like I was happy the amount we saw and happy to be left wanting more and not right. having it. That being yeah. said, there's a part where she, like, gives him a cigar tube, and I thought, like, oh, is that, like, a beacon or something? He's going to open that. It's, like, something else, and she's going to be able to, like, come save the day at some point. Yeah. But it really, it's it's literally just a cigar for Felix Slater. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's no... <laughs> yeah. Nothing as Sig- else. As Sigmund Freud said, sometimes a cigar is just a yeah. cigar. <laughs> Um, I thought they were like, if I didn't know any better, I was thinking they would set up for a spinoff. Like, it just seemed like that type of character. Like, it was like, oh, let's see her in her adventure. Kind of like they were trying to do a spinoff of Jinx in, in, in. in And then everyone saw the movie. What's that? (laughs) Then everyone saw the movie. And everybody saw the movie. 
they were building up like entertainment mm-hmm. weekly. I remember back in the day, like all those mm-hmm. magazines were like, yes, Halle Berry is the next super spy. She is, she's going to get her jinx spin off. There's going to be, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then they, the movie happened. I feel like on oh, a, I, well, I, think it was, I think it was okay. the one, two punch of people actually saw die another day and Catwoman came out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was right. Right. Back to back almost for her. I yeah. think, uh, uh, also, like, I don't know the way this movie ends. I don't know if they'll do the the kind of tradition they started doing with du- Judy Dench is like kind of carrying over yeah. the old crew necessarily. Right. Because there's like a definitive end to this movie. Right. Uh, so I don't know if they'll do that. But like when I was watching the movie, I thought that she might be like kind of the new Felix Leiter type character. Like she's works for the CIA. She'll pop in and out for like yeah, a mission, yeah. you know, here and there. Right. Um, which I'd be cool with. Like that's like a right. natural succession. It seems like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did the overall plot of the movie make sense to you guys? It does until the third act. <laughs> yeah. And, and even then, even then it still makes sense if you don't mind that there's no, like the evil villain has no expressed motivation for doing what he's about to do. And I feel like a lot of these movies have kind of done that to a degree of being like, and eh, like their, their motivation is that of the Joker in the dark Knight. It's like, Oh, it's just chaos. Like I'm in this world. I'm just going to yeah. create chaos, which is like fine in one movie, but in like four in a row, you're just like, okay, um, it didn't bother me as much in this one because it was like everything else is so complex that it was like simple. Like I'm developing a weapon that can kill anyone based on their DNA, and I'm gonna sell it to someone. Like that's his plot. Yeah. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's okay, I guess. Uh, the the one reviewer that I that I that I was talking about, he was like, part of me seems like. Like he was doing the I'm going to reduce the world population thing, but then Avengers Endgame came out. They're like, no, yeah, that's the same exact uh, motivation. Maybe we should or take a real that pandemic. Movie. <laughs> yeah, or then, yeah, like a real pandemic. I, I will uh, say there was there was a, t- <laughs> there was part of me that cringed when a character named Q described getting an injection and nanobots taking over your blood. So the government could kill whoever whoever they wanted, and I was like, "Oh, that that's yeah. a little bit too on the nose." Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh well, timing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. so yeah, for the most part, I, for the most part, yeah, I thought that the movie made complete sense, but we don't really get much of an explanation for the villain's motivations. And, right. and I I think too one of the key parts we were missing and it's like inference that but when uh when what is the name Safin like that's the other yeah thing. you don't know anyone's Sa- name Sa- uh Safin yeah Safin yeah. uh when he is at the at the at the beginning where it's with with um Madeline Swan when she's younger and he saves her like I feel like she needed he needed to like have his mask ripped off by her so we can see, like, oh, it's also a kid her age. Right. Because it seems like he's an adult, and then he's still just the same age as an adult. Right. 20 <laughs> yeah. years later. Yeah. Like, it was a weird 
just like show us yeah. him being a kid and it's like kind of a twist like oh that's just a child sort right. of thing or just show a quick flashback of him at that scene taking off the mask exactly. yeah exactly and you show that he's younger because that did confuse me i'm like is he supposed to be 10 years older than her yeah that doesn't make any sense how old is she in real yeah. life i wonder leah sadu yeah only there was some sort 36 of... is she really and but she doesn't uh, look it no she doesn't but she does look the same age as rami malik he's 40 i guess so yeah so uh, i mean they look like they're the same age but he also in looks real like... life or in the movie in the in, oh, in the movie i don't know how old they are no well no but like in real life i would say rami malik is young looks younger than she does yeah he's older oh i know he's so. 40 he's 40 yeah uh and she's 36 in real life but i think it, when you look at him he looks younger than her in real life see yeah, but the younger or same he looks age younger but... than her in the movie what'd you say I don't think he looks younger than her in the movie. No, because he has the the burned face right. or whatever. Right. But I think yeah. he looks like 35 to 40 in the movie, and she looks a little bit younger, but it's yeah. not like... It was hard for me to be like, how old was he when his dad died? Like, because right. in the pictures, it's like scratched out the faces right. or whatever. And I, like, how old is the girl when she falls into the lake? Yeah, because she could be like 9 or 14. Like, there's no... Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, he's maybe 10 years older than her. Yeah. You know, she's eight, he's 18, whatever. I don't know. Also, uh, he shot straight down into the lake. Like, that seemed irresponsible if you're trying to save her. Yeah, I think they, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't translate. Like, is he trying to kill her and he fails right. or he saves, but then he like reaches in and pulls her out. Like, I think it, yeah. I think if I think the moment we could solve this all by like one moment of like he sees her under the ice drowning, he yeah. takes off his mask. We see it's also a kid. He yeah. shoots near her, breaks the ice, and pulls her out. Like I think oh. that would be the easiest way to solve like four of these problems. Unless they the wanted, unless they wanted that suspense of he's shooting into the ice to yeah. kill her, but, but then it, show the muzzle, like have the camera facing him, have him. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Exactly. And you're like, oh Don't. no! And then yeah. he reaches in, he grabs her, and he pulls yeah. her. Yeah, you know what I mean? Why? What? I don't know. I just felt like they failed at that. Yeah, the camera angles were a little confusing all around on that one. So and yeah, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, that's a lot of bullets flying like right at her. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it makes dead. it look like it doesn't. It's not like in the ice. It makes it look like she's like dodging them, or he's just a terrible <laughs> shot. Like there's right. no. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh I don't know. That that was kind of that was kind of weird to me. Uh I don't understand his motivation. You're right. Uh also that Russian scientist, I could not tell is he good, is he bad? But then he says like racist stuff at the end. Is that what yeah. happens? Or does he I couldn't understand it. By the way, I needed subtitles in this movie because there were certain characters I could not understand. Um in the end, what does he say to to Lashana Lynch's character? Does he say that he's going to use it against her whole like her whole race, like all of black people, or does he say that it could be used against that? I don't. I think B. <laughs> what I think I think he says it could be okay, but they like play it as he's directly attacking her her race. 
Yeah. But yeah. also, like, I I feel like when it was initially written, it was written as like, oh, I could wipe all of England off the map. You yeah. know what I mean? Or something like that. I don't right. know. It's just it gets muddy because they play him as like a comical, like almost like a Boris from Goldeneye character yeah. at the beginning, which might have. The beginning parts might have been rewrites because they might have been like, oh, this guy seems way too racist. You need to make him like, <laughs> right. not, like make him fun. And right. then they just don't change the one line at the end. Like it was, I don't know. It was just a weird. But see that. Yeah. But that that really didn't bother me because we see the whole time he always makes the wrong choice. That's true. Right. He like he kicks the gun to uh, to Nash, right? He has right. a choice of kicking it to Bond or Nash, and he kicks it to Nash. So he so this guy's a bad guy. And then I just think that 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 little like, racist comment at the end was just like the icing on the. It's like yeah, yeah. this guy deserves to get thrown into some acid here. But it, but also <laughs> I will say that line, even though I was like, oh, that's weird for him to say. When she throws him in, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> I was yeah, worried yeah, she was gonna have to yeah. save him, and it was gonna be a whole thing. And then she's like, nope. We don't no. need you. Yeah. We're gonna blow up this island. Also, why was there acid down there? I, I don't know. Uh, reasons? <laughs> okay. They, like, they, the thing that I feel like... Because we need to... Because, as they say on pitch meeting, because I need that guy to dissolve in acid. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's, like, one of those things where, like, a producer's like, I don't understand that it's poison. And they were like, okay, well, then it burns him, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Or, like, dissolves him. Yeah. Like, I think that's, I think that's, like, literally a producer being a dumbass, being like, I don't know. Is right. this poison? Yeah. Um, can we put a shark in it? It's like, no, it's po- it's poison. <laughs> um, we, we've done piranha before. Can we do piranha? <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that we're missing a part, and this might be in a deleted scene. It might be just my own head canon of, like, some of the explanations, but uh-huh. we're, um, Safin basically says, like, his dad had this, like, garden of, like, poisonous plants, basically, or just plants in general. And when his family is poisoned, he's able to survive. And I, like, wanted it to be, like, oh, I was able to, like, crawl to the thing and, like, eat this plant that stopped the poison because my dad taught me that. But I wasn't quick enough to go back to my family and, like, save them sort of thing. So, like, I... Mm -hmm. Like, it felt like it was, like, some sort of guilt, and, like, because of this garden, he was able to, like, save himself, but they never explicitly said that, mm. which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. This allude to it slightly. Uh. Yeah. Did, <laughs> how did you guys feel about Christoph Waltz? I, I like him I, better in this. <laughs> yeah. I. This is a comment that I made on one of my Facebook threads that, in general, I like I like Christoph Waltz and just about everything. Yeah, and and I thought his more reserved take on Blofeld was interesting. I I not a big fan of the retcon of him being Bond's adopted brother. It's like. Well, what's the what's the point? What really is the point of that? What yeah. do we, what do we add to that dynamic by doing that? Do we really right. add anything? I don't think so. Um, I, 
the the issue of course became has always been and this is why there is a movie called quantum of solace and not quantum of or and not specter of solace is that the eon productions uh only recently uh regained the rights to use blofeld and specter oh and unfortunately it and unfortunately it came right at the end of daniel craig's tenure as, as bond uh-huh so um, I would have liked to see more of uh, Valsa's Blofeld, but we just got the two movies. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I think that's part of why Spectre is so, like, wedged together of, like, we have this group yeah. we really like that connects to the other two, but we just got this. So, like, jam this in yeah. wherever you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's just, like, the the escalation of the movies makes sense until Spectre in terms of, like, Bond gets like a little bit of gadgets. He has like this car, you know, and then Spectre suddenly, you know, like two movies previous, he was getting hit in the nuts with like a, a metal ball. And yeah. then Inspector, they're like drilling into his ear canal with like a laser. It's like a crazy, <laughs> crazy yeah. like yeah. increase. Uh, is it because like Skyfall was supposed to be his last one, then Spectre was supposed to be his last one, then uh, uh, No Time to Die? Is, is his last one? I think. I yeah, think that's it, part of it. Yeah. It's because they they really c- couldn't plan. Like I say, it's just a whole bunch of like behind the scenes stuff. Is Daniel Craig going to keep playing James Bond? He keeps saying he's tired of it after every movie. Yeah. Oh, no, we gave, we gave him another wheelbarrow full of showbiz money. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we just got the rights back to Blofeld and Spectre, so let's use them, right? And do we have a story that utilizes them well? Eh, we could. <laughs> uh, um, so so it's, also, it's just been a little bit of a mishmash. But yeah. I also think Daniel Craig, too, saw that, oh, like with Logan Lucky and then more recently Knives Out, he saw like, oh, I don't have to be jacked. Right, to like right. be the lead in a movie and this is all on set or like two locations pretty much right versus me traversing the entire world over 12 months <laughs> right when i could just live uh, i'll just live in louisiana for eight months with my family and just go to set every day or whatever does he yeah. live in louisiana so, i don't know i wherever oh, okay. they filmed no. okay knives out or whatever but yeah. it's probably in england but um so I think that's part of it, too, in terms of, like, well, and that's why um, a friend of mine saw No Time to Die, and, like, his main complaint was, like, I felt there weren't many, like, big set pieces, and he was it was just, like, oh, I, he's in a hallway running, or, like, he's in the street running, and I'm, like, that, I bet that was to get Daniel Craig to be, like, all right, all you have to do is run and shoot, and, like, this last <laughs> third of the movie, you're only on a sound stage and, like, yeah. uh, so I feel like that's part of it. Yeah. And it didn't make it less exciting for me though. I I enjoyed it, but yeah. No, cuz that that uh that whole Cuba sequence with Anna de Armas that was pretty damn fantastic. Yeah. And the and the uh the chase with the with the Aston Martin was pretty fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. again, yeah. does Daniel Craig have to be there for those? No. That's nope. a stunt driver. <laughs> He has to be there motorcycle. to get in the car. I mean, I still like the thing. Yeah. And it's in the trailer, too. But, like, uh, after Vesper's uh, 
tomb blows up and he's running and he like ducks behind that uh rock and the car like ramps up yeah. over him like that stuff's cool but obviously that's stunt man but yeah yeah that was a cool sequence um yeah. couple things i, I want to get through uh, uh for this episode um let's talk about uh the the final part of of this movie so for anyone again anyone out there we are doing spoilers so uh please tune away and come back to it once you see No Time to Die. Or, you know, if you want the spoilers, that's cool, too. Uh, James Bond dies, right? <laughs> he does. Yeah. And yep. uh, I thought they were going to get away with either not showing it or hinting at a, like, a... But, no, he pretty clearly dies. Like, they, they, very yeah. ju- they very judiciously cut at just the exact moment that if tomorrow Daniel Craig woke up and was like, you know what, I'll do another one they could find a way to, like... How? How? Well... He locks so, himself yeah, into a fridge? So. Think... so, I don't think he will, <laughs> yeah. but I think, like, there was, like, a there was like a moment of, like, we either go too far with this or too soon, and, like, we they did it perfectly. Cause I don't I think, think they cut away. And don't they I show the back look, no. and it explodes, and then, expl- like, it they explodes show, around him. They show he's, it He's hits, blown up. Yeah. And then they cut back to it blowing up but okay look and i'm i'm prefacing this i'm saying he's dead i'm 100 (laughs) percent saying he's dead i'm not defending this but if i'm a studio and tomorrow daniel craig says i want back in yeah they've shown him granted this was a missile but they show him like a tomb explodes on him and a grenade explodes right next to him (laughs) twice during the movie and he's seemingly fine he's concussed for a little bit so they've already planted that they already say that like oh hey if if this if the missiles can't get into this thing, this is an old World War II bunker that the missiles are meant to bounce off of it. So like you need to open these things for the missiles to get inside. So like if he's blown down into one of those, I'm not saying he was. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying. But right. like if that's how the next movie started, I mean, the last Halloween ended with Michael Myers <laughs> clearly dying and being on fire. Yeah. And that's true. on Friday, I'm seeing him be alive for a whole movie. I right. mean, come on. Like, that's... Uh, I mean, that's just it's... more of a... You could technically write any character out but, yeah. of or into any situation. But does it make sense? Eh. Either way, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. They, a writer they, could. Because they, 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 I'm they thinking about it now. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. how could I... That's a cool writing exercise. How could you? We're not going to do that because we don't have time for it. But... Like, yeah, how could you and, write him back? Away? And honestly, up until the point that the missiles hit, I was kind of thinking, like, oh, he's going to get off. Because it's James right. Bond. You think he's going to? There are nanites in his blood. They give him an EMP watch that can short stuff out, which I'm like, oh, maybe he'll overload that. He's asked how powerful it was at one point. Uh, could that kill everything in his blood, including his right. smart blood and make yeah. it look like he's dead? And that, So, like, there's, like, little things like that that they've set up, and they just kind of... Yeah, you know, and then I was like, "Oh, they killed him." They killed James Bond. Yeah, I I knew there was no way back when they said he was poisoned. And he couldn't touch anyone. Like, well, he can't touch his wife and or Madeline Swan and his daughter. No, he can't touch anyone. No, it's no, just no, those it's two. It's just them. What? Oh, those two. Wait, what? Because because yeah. Q uh, explained early on that basically, like, the nanites only target who, whatever they've touched or or whatever they yeah. programmed and that's to. what safin had made up that was had, he has a thing that goes this is my insurance policy or something like that okay and it's it's madeline right. swan's hair and since it's her daughter and his daughter right they share the same dna uh so uh yeah 
Because because they could have, and I'm glad they kind of killed him because they could have easily gone the like Mission Impossible route of like him sitting at a cafe like yards away and being like. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, like I just wanted to make sure she's okay, sort of thing, and like Michelle Monaghan like walks away, right. and you know it's for her safety, sort <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, it was sad. Like I teared up at the end. I yeah, I I teared up at that. I teared up at the at uh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Biting yeah. it. Um. I love know, Jeffrey Wright. They didn't give him enough to too. do. I'm glad they brought him back, though. Yeah. I mean, if only yeah. him, but I'm glad they brought him back, because I, I missed him yeah. in Inspector. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's a classic classic thing of, like, there's no respect up until an actor uh, gains some notoriety, and then they're like, no, 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 we, we've always loved you. I don't feel like Felix Leiter has ever gotten that respect, so. Right. But um, he never has. No. The, right. only, the only actor... Prior to Jeffrey Wright, that ever even made a return appearance as Felix Leiter was David Edison. Mm. They've all been different Felix Leiters, except right. for except for him. Right. <laughs> and also, um, like this Felix Leiter seems smart, whereas the other ones were like, "Yeah, hey, I'm like this is the assignment because they don't want me in the office." Yeah, I said something <laughs> to a lady, and no one uh, they want me off site. Like that's what it seems like. So yeah. smoking a big cigar. <laughs> Um, question, uh, uh, why, uh, this is something that I missed. Why did Madeline say that she, the, the daughter wasn't, uh, her, his daughter in the beginning, in the middle or whatever, the uh, reveal? She, she, at that point, uh, I, what I took away from that is she doesn't want him around. And okay. They haven't, they haven't, um, they haven't, uh, reconnected. Right. Okay. He's just sort of been forced forced back into her life at that point. Right. And that's that's something uh, too that like Inspector they hint at at towards the end she says, like, my father was in this business the entire time. I can't go back to this life. And so yeah. um so like that's why like at the beginning of No Time to Die, they're like, Oh, he's retired and, and doing all this stuff and then when she sees him again, he's back in it. Like and <laughs> You know, so she knows, like, oh, well, he's back in this. I'm not going to put my daughter through what I went through. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Right. So that was like the. Yeah. And again, this this guy that reviews these these Bond films on YouTube, uh, he said that his problem with it was he took that at face value, and I was like, well, that's on you, buddy. <laughs> when when he puts it, her on the it, train. And she touches her stomach, and then it immediately says five years later. I'm like, well, she has a kid. Yeah. Like, I've seen right. another movie before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so he said, don't worry, it's not yours. I mean, I was like, I think everyone in the audience but that guy was like, come on. And, and her <laughs> eyes. You're lying to I don't know how they cast that kid who could act and looked pretty much like both of them combined. Like she has crazy blue eyes. Now, whether that's some digital enhancement or not, I don't know, but like yeah. her eyes look exactly like Daniel Craig's. Yeah. It, it wouldn't surprise me that they did a, that they did a lift from, you know, yeah. his eyes and then yeah. digitally imposed them on hers. But they did yeah. it wrong. But she's also a good actor in it. <laughs> her <eyes>. She's not. <laughs> she has. She has uh, your eyes, kind of. <laughs> yeah. She has one well, of your color, eyes, and it yeah. kind of rolls around a little. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but she was a great actor, too. Like, yeah. in those, yeah, in those really scenes that she needed actor. to do. 
Um, let's, uh, uh, let's talk about how this ranks. Cause I want, I really want to get to these rankings, uh, with the James Bond movies. I mean, we've pretty much touched on everything about no time to die. Kyle, did you, did you say whether you liked it or not? No. Um, I think I did, but no, I really enjoyed it. I really liked it a lot. Okay. Um, let's see what you guys think about how it matches up with Daniel Craig movies. Uh, what's your guys's order for one, uh, for the five? Like what's the best out of the five? I still really like Casino Royale personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a close one with my first and my second, but I think Casino Royale is my favorite out of those five. Just cause yeah. Like yeah. I feel like you- too, they, they're able to make a card game seem tense. Yeah. And that's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. In a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your guys' second? Uh, mine is probably Skyfall. Mine is Skyfall. I was going to say, that's mine too. Like, they're both, okay. ten, they're both tens to me, but, like, yeah. Casino just edges it out a little okay. bit. Okay. Yes, yes. I remember going, I saw Skyfall. I mean, I've, I've seen all of these in theaters. Oh, no, except for Spectre. I didn't see Spectre in theaters. Uh, but I saw, you know, I saw Skyfall. Oh, see, that's the problem. <laughs> was that the problem? <laughs> that uh, the problem. Uh, yeah, it's way easier to fall asleep at home than at the theater. I had to work to fall asleep at the theater. Yeah, Spectre. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I was bored with Spectre, but yes, okay. No, let's. So we're going one, two. What's number three? Probably this for, one. Yeah, I was gonna say for me, it's probably this one. Um, yeah, I, I used to like. I would give this like an eight and a half or a nine for like a few nitpicky things but for the oh. like for the most part it's really on par and i feel like with more viewings i'll like it even more yeah and i think that uh it could have been a worse send-off like sometimes these send-offs are not good at all and like like dark knight rises pure trash i would Thank say pure trash. I don't, I don't like that movie at all there are, like one some, second there are some cool yeah there's some cool things in it but for the most part dark knight rises is not good not good um and so okay we agree on our top three now the question is the bottom two specter's probably next oh really see i go i go quantum only because i hated quantum when i first saw it like i didn't like it at all and then right before skyfall i rewatched it and like came like full 180 on it because mm. i really the, the thing that hinders see, it is Mark Forrester is not, I'm not saying he's not a good director. He's not good at directing action in this way. And if it, the editing is like a Transformers movie, there are like five cuts for one person walking across a bridge. (laughs) There's a lot of like 180 (laughs) degree breaking for no reason. Like Bond will run this way and then suddenly run this way. Oh, the next shot. So it's just like, I don't know if they didn't have enough coverage, Um, but it, it's short, but it feels long, which is not a good thing. But I still, I, think this is for i feel like it's a movie it's more solid i think the only reason i'm putting it last is because i barely remember anything about it except that obviously quantum corporation was supposed to be specter and they didn't have the rest of specter okay yeah uh, I remember liking Quantum of Solace in theaters, mostly because I didn't have much to compare it to. And I was like, I was coming off that Casino Royale high and I'm like, okay, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I saw it twice, I think in theaters, uh, and Spectre, I didn't see it all in theaters and I don't remember anything about it. I saw it, it at home. 
so I would say, yeah, my my I, I would say Quantum beats Spectre. Spectre's oh, the worst for me. I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I don't even I don't well, remember. I know be- I remember not liking it. It's not that I don't remember <laughs> how I felt about it. I remember not liking Spectre. And I remember liking yeah. Quantum. Okay. And it may be that, you know, when I do do this rewatch that I'll, that I'll have the same, uh, the same reaction. I was like, Oh, this is a, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, I mean, for the most part, we're all agreeing on on this, except for those final two and with Steve's a little bit different than Kyle and I, but do you feel like that's the general consensus in that order? Like these are really easy to rank. Like if we ask 10 other people, are we roughly going to get this same order? I think you're going to get I'm, Casino I'm, or Skyfall one or two for almost everyone. Uh-huh. And yeah. then I feel like the only reason people won't like No Time to Die is because James Bond dies at the end. Like, I think that's right. the only yeah. thing. Like, Steve There are a lot of crybabies on the The guy internet. he watched was like, oh, I like it until oh that God. point. It's like, okay, well then. Why can't he die? Yeah. It's the, the, it's the well, last the title. Because the title says he has no time. No time to die. Uh, you know? The the guy the guy that I like the guy that I like on these James Bond things he he actually said that 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 he may just be feeling a little precious about James Bond doesn't die and and his his thing was and he he kind of picked apart the ending he goes I don't think he goes and it's not that he goes I'm not averse to James Bond dying in a movie he just didn't think they earned it in this one. And I'm like, no, I think they did. I think they actually set everything up. I mean, yeah, if you stop and think about it, why couldn't they abort the missiles? You know, uh, but I think they set up the parallel thing of you've got you've got Russia, Japan, and the United States all saying, "What the hell are you doing out there, England? And this isn't even your island, like not at all. <laughs> and yeah. you're bombing it." What's yeah. going on? So I think they've set up not necessarily a ticking clock, but uh, at least M is under enough pressure to just get it done, get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Cool. So, so I think, I think in that way, it's not like I say, it's not really a ticking clock, but it is enough pressure that this has to be has to happen right now. And and throughout this Daniel Craig series, you see him. He's, you know, a young guy. He falls in love with one woman, like a singular person, which he didn't think was possible. She betrays him. And then he basically spends the next three or four movies trying to find someone else that he can trust. And then that at the beginning of this movie, that trust is broken. And then he comes around. And he's able to, like, love two people, which are like his Madeline Swan and then his daughter. Yeah. And then he but he also just doesn't get to really spend any time with them because it's, it's taken away. Right. Yeah. It's a it's like classic, that classic tragedy story. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it's earned. And I, I, I do too. Um, and how many but, times does but, Daniel Craig almost die in most of these movies? Like at the end of Casino Royale, <laughs> he looks terrible. He's like poisoned. He's like sweating at this table. He's a, yeah. you know, so like they set it up where he's, to me, that's always tougher. If if Daniel Craig gets punched in the face and his nose is bleeding and he just punches back, is tougher than like, a, you know, a, a ceiling falling on uh, Pierce Brosnan and he gets up and like brushes off his Lands End sweater and like <laughs> coifs his hair and then is like running perfectly. I'm like, you're not tough. That doesn't read tough. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like, yeah, I liked him dying. Uh, I think it was earned. I, uh, uh, yeah, he needed it an surprise me because I was like, there's no way they're gonna let it, it really Bond did. Die. Yeah, and then they do. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the complaints yeah. because at the end of Dark Knight Rises, I thought Batman was dead and I cried. I was bawling at the end of Dark Knight Rises and. I was fine with it. I would have been fine with it had it, you know, I was, I wasn't crying because I was betrayed by the filmmaker. I was crying because my hero died, right? Batman is my hero. My hero died. And so people who love James Bond, just in that same way that I love Batman, uh, what's the problem? Sometimes they die and that's it. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And again, and, and I think, I think, I've mentioned it before. I think that's the unique thing about these Daniel Craig movies. We see his origin. He has a few adventures in the middle. And we see what what in real life probably would happen to James Bond at some point. Yeah. Time's up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You've been shot. You've been blown up. You've been knocked down a thing. Right. And now these missiles are coming and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, time is up. And it's a more more satisfying close to the chapter than just, okay, there's a new James Bond. Like, you know, like in a lot of these, it's just abrupt, like, oh, now there's a new James. Okay. Yeah. 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 A couple things I want to go over before we we have to call it. Um, I do want to talk about, I, I don't know enough about the opening sequences. So if you guys do have a ranking of the opening sequences of the Daniel Craig ones, uh, let me know. Cause I have nothing to add to that. Um, uh, do you guys have a oh, favorite, I... o- at least like a favorite opening sequence from these Daniel Craig Are you Craig talking ones? about the title sequence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The opening oh, okay. credit songs. Yeah. That's what Kaizy Cinema on YouTube asked for. I, so. I like them all except Spectre and then No Time to Die is like, okay. But I liked it better when I saw the titles with it than hearing it on its own. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah, the I Spectre the... one sucks. Mm. I don't remember the Spectre one. Yeah. Who did them um, all? Do the, you guys know? The writings on the wall. Yeah. Casino Royale is Sam... um, Chris Cornell. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. It rocks. Called uh, You Know My Name. Uh, Quantum yeah. of Solace is Jack White with Alicia Keys. And that's called Another yeah. Way to Die. And that right. one also kicks ass. Then Skyfall is by Adele. And that is yeah, I remember that. That's like the first one that feels like an old school James Bond yeah, movie. Yeah. Then they follow that up with a disappointment by Sam Smith called Writings on the Wall. Uh-huh. That he boasts that uh-huh. they boast that they wrote it in 20 minutes. And I'm like, don't say that. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and then No Time boy. to Die. <laughs> no Time to Die is Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas, and she performs it. And it's like, it's fine. It's yeah. better than the previous it, one, and it fits with the it's title. It's certainly so. better than Sam Smith, but but it's, it's not just, great. It's not. It's I would gotten great. Adele or Lady Gaga back. Like, can you do that? Yeah. Adele or get Lady Gaga to do it. Can you repeat? Do they have they ever repeated? Oh, Shirley um, Bassey's done three, and she oh, almost yeah. had one for Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Huh. Okay. But those okay. first two really yeah. kick ass, and they go with the the flow of the movies. Which, which one? Cool. Casino yeah. Royale and Quantum of Solace. Yeah. And then okay. Skyfall's yeah. great because it's just like yeah. Skyfall. End of that I movie. remember for me being an old school for me being an old school Bond guy. Skyfall is well, just, yeah, that was yeah. a great that was a great choice. Like Adele's like the modern equivalent of that. At the end of that movie, they kind of go back to the old school, like how the 
how it looks with the M's office and they're yeah. just handing paper files. So it's like, it's a cool tie in to like, yeah. To yeah. That. Um, where, uh, so then I guess to cl- close up the whole thing. Um, um, I mean, we already kind of talked about the James Bond franchise as a whole or earlier. Uh, where is it going? What can we do? When can we expect? I feel like because uh, MGM, they only have like one big moneymaker. That's James Bond, right? Like, uh, there's another one I can't remember. Tom and they Jerry. Have, they have Rocky. <laughs> they have Rocky. Uh, okay. They have. Oh, do they do the Creed movies? <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. So they've got that. But There's that one's almost others. over. Like they've already had two Creed movies, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What are they going to do? Uh, a Clubber Lang nephew? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think I think the acquisition by Amazon kind of changes things up okay. quite a bit. I almost I feel know. like they um, might keep MGM. The lo- like they're buying the logo to put in front of James Bond and Rocky. Okay, and, and Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, they yeah. they own Tom and Jerry, right? I think I think Warner Brothers owns it now. I don't know. Yeah, back in the eighties, when Ted Turner bought MGM, he basically sold the the old catalog to Warner Brothers, which is why Wizard of Oz is now a Warner Brothers joint and Gone with the Wind. Yeah, okay. and, and because um, and so Tom real- and Jerry were Hanna-Barbera very early, so they kind of lumped that yeah. in with the other Hanna-Barbera cartoons that Interesting. Warner Brothers already owned. Yeah. Okay. So basically what MGM owns now are all the old United Artists properties, which James Bond used to be a United Artists property, and yeah. so, so was Rocky. And Amazon owns so all of them. I'm 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 looking and it Amazon up right now. Amazon owns all of that now. Yeah. Yeah. So so which is kind of going to be awesome to like, watch all the thons on one streaming platform and not be like <laughs> jumping around and trying to like buy yeah. an expensive DVD of You Only Live Twice or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um so part of me is like okay, you got 25 movies over almost 60 years. Bond isn't the trendsetter anymore. James Bond movies used James Bond movies broke the mold so far as action movies go. James right. Bond created the right. action movie genre. Yeah. Not I think anymore. Mission Impossible Not, has been, that torch now. Mission Impossible and the Bourne, Bourne. movies. Yeah, uh, but Bourne's are, kind are of done. Mission Impossible keeps going. Yeah. And no. so, so James Bond's been playing catch up. I mean, he's been playing catch up since Moonraker, right? Uh, Why? What came movie out after Spy? What, what the next came movie out? after Spy? I Love Me was supposed to be uh, for your eyes only, and then Star Wars came out same summer as Spy I Love Me, and they're like, "Oh, we have a space one, don't we? Don't we have a space one?" Oh, okay. So they've been so they've pretty much been playing catch up ever since Moonraker. Interesting catch up uh, on concepts, yeah. right? And fighting in that like in the arena that is pop culture, right? Yeah, and I think... Yeah. They, I mean, they, haven't Casino, been, they haven't really been innovating since... since. And Casino Royale came right around the kind of, like, let's reboot things phase with callbacks yeah. to other things. So, like, that yeah. was, like, the perfect time for that, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah. uh, for the sake of time, so, are we going to see so a what, franchise 
Are we going to see multiple James Bond properties then? Can we? The James Bond fan in me is, and they won't do this, right? Because they still make money. So there is going to be another James Bond movie probably sooner than six years. Right. right. But part of me is like, just hang it up for a while, guys. Just, just don't do one. What I would like to see is because again, there hasn't been a, a even close to faithful adaptation of live and let die moonraker diamonds are forever. You only live twice man with a golden gun. Spidey love me. Um, maybe they could do a high end TV series that, that more faithfully adapts like an Amazon Prime show. And re, yeah, and yeah. resets it to the 1950s. So, so yeah, so each season is that book. So like that whole yeah. season yeah. is like six episodes. It's I mean, Jack Ryan does it. Amazon Prime yeah. does it with Jack right. Ryan. Maybe yeah, that might exactly. be the best and, way and to you, go about and it. And do you do you bill that under Young James Bond because they already own that title, and then it <laughs> separates <laughs> it from the movies, and you can maybe or. Or, or just call it James Bond. James Bond OG. I don't know. <laughs> I I'd love to see the. I'd love to see Goldfinger, but with that fourth act from the book where he like forces James Bond to plan the heist at Fort Knox. Yeah, that's like that's like the cool twist for me in reading the book afterwards. Is he's like, I'm gonna rob Fort Knox, but I know I can't do it. But James Bond knows how to do it. So like the whole oh. time I've known it was you. <laughs> You're gonna play yeah. this heist for oh. me. Oh, yeah. Or That's interesting. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could they could do. I mean, there's a lot they could. I mean, they. I I feel like a lot of properties are going to limited series kind of ideas. Jack Ryan being one mm-hmm. of them, right? Watchmen doing a whole yeah. like season, yeah, like mini series, right? And, and they're realizing a that show. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. And then maybe I, I don't know how they're going to do it. They're going to have to do it. But MGM being bought by Amazon kind of helps that creative uh, stuff because I mean, they're making I the Lord of the so. Rings series. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I, I think I think there is there is precedent uh, to do it. And the one cool thing about about readapting the books is that you would get to make M and Money Penny and Bill Tanner and, and Q more fleshed out characters. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And and again and have have you know female characters bleed over from Diamonds Are Forever into From Rush with Love and Yeah. And because that's the kind of the fun thing about the books is and this is again what one of the commenters talked about with uh, Casino Royale into Quantum of Solace is usually in the books, like after after Vesper dies in the book, James Bond doesn't go into a rage, goes into a depressive funk <laughs> that that M kind of has to kick him in the ass about. Yeah, uh, and say, you know what you need? I need another mission. <laughs> and, and you would have that in a show. You'd have that flexibility where you could you know, show Felix Leiter meeting Bond, and then the next episode could be all about Felix Leiter up to that point where he meets Bond, you know? Right. 
yeah flesh it out right. that way or give... or renee mathis yeah or you know all the other all the other sort of side characters yeah. like you could actually see the scene in live and let die where felix gets chewed on by an alligator and then every time you see him after that he's got a limb mm-hmm. so yeah you um, know, so that kind of character uh carryover would be kind yeah. of fun for a tv series yeah um it's been great talking to you guys about this movie i'm glad that we were able to get this in um uh, I want to thank the audience out there for watching, obviously, like Kaizy Cinema and Gibby and Cindy the Yummy Geek and Marcus uh, Pineapple, that retro plant. Everybody out there watching us on one of four streaming platforms, of course, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. But then our main streaming platform is Volume.com. You can find us there at Volume.com slash The Keeg Show. That is our number one platform. But wherever you're watching us, please click like or follow or subscribe wherever you are. Uh, digest it in whatever way you want. Um, as long as you're digesting us. So thank you guys so much. If you're listening to the podcast, it's on any of five platforms. We've got Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Uh, we're on all of those podcasts, um, and that will be up later today. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Kyle and Steve, uh, Kyle, uh, what's your social media? If you can say that out loud, yeah, where can yeah. we find you if you got any plugs? I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Funny. Um, I just did an in-depth dive uh, into the Daniel Craig Bond themes uh, on a show called Rock Solid, um, which is a podcast. You can look it up. It dropped on the 7th so of uh, October, so check that out. Awesome. Awesome. What's it called again? What's the podcast? Rock, Rock Solid Podcast. Rock Solid Podcast. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Steve, what's your social media? Uh, what You got anything coming up? Oh, I have a bunch of stuff, actually. Um so um, mostly you can find me on Facebook, um, but if you, because I'm rarely on Twitter or Instagram, but if you do find me there, it's at, it's at uh, Big Show 58, all one word, okay. uh, two Gs, two Gs and big, okay. <laughs> uh, two Gs, one S, I usually say. Um, I'm also, I've been a fairly regular commentator on uh, Geek Shock, another podcast. Uh, which you can find at geekshodpodcast.com. Uh, if you want to hear something I'm horrified by, listen to episode 599. I had a little too much fireball. Okay. Uh, recording that particular <laughs> episode. Shake it, monster. Um, and then I'm, yeah, oh, yes. Oh. And then um, and then I'm going to be in Sister Act at Long Beach Playhouse, which opens uh, at the end of this month and plays to third weekend in November. Yeah. And then after that, I'll be doing It's Wonderful Life at uh, the Curtis Theater in December, middle middle two weekends in December. Awesome. So there you go. Yeah, it was great having you guys. <laughs> um, you can find me personally at This Is Dimitri on any pretty much any social media, T-H-I-S-I-S-D-I-M-I-T-H-R-I. And then I'm also going to be reprising my role as Snoopy in A Charlie Brown Christmas for the third year. We did it in 2018, 2019. We're doing it in 2021 at Chance Theater in Anaheim Hills. Uh, that's where I'm going to be. Uh, but The Keeg also has a, a bunch of awesome social media. Follow us at The Keeg Show on Instagram, on TikTok, 
uh, at the Keeg Show. Uh, we do a lot of great stuff there and keep people informed on our schedule there. Um, and the Keeg is also on live stream platforms and on podcast platforms. And uh, we got multiple shows a week, so definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you once again to the audience out there. Thank you to Kyle. Thank you to Steve for coming on the show and talking with me about No Time to Die, about the James Bond franchise, about Daniel Craig, what's to come. Um, hopefully you guys uh, got the most out of the episode. So thank you guys so much for being on. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right. Yeah, good seeing you guys again. Thanks, yeah, Dimitri. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been another episode of The Key Live. Take care. Cheers. Peace.